The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. Let every heart be receptive to receive all that you have. We pray this now in Jesus' mighty name and everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. The title for my message this morning is called The King of Righteousness. I didn't realize we'd have a king here. But I want you to go with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 7. And I want to take a few minutes and talk to you about this king. And I'm going to read from verse 1 through verse 10. Hebrews, chapter 7. Verses 1, for this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings, blessed Abraham, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. So you could call him king of Jerusalem. He was really the king of Jerusalem, king of Salem, king of peace. Without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the Son of God, abideth a priest continually. So now, Obviously, when they talk about this, historically, it would seem as though that God had set someone there as an angelic presence. I'm not sure, and I don't want to get too much, but almost in a representation of what Jesus would be when he came. Because remember, everything God does, he does as, a, as what's coming. He always shows signs of what's coming, like a, a type and a shadow. So how is there this king who doesn't have a father, doesn't have a mother, are you with me, has no lineage, where did he come from? It says, now consider how great this man was unto whom the, even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. Remember, if you go back to Abram's time, there was no Bible there was no gospel. There was no nothing. I mean, you can even see the hand of God throughout the gospels. What, what, what do you think the pool of Bethesda was? Think about that for a moment. Before Jesus came, what was the pool of Bethesda? It was a place of healing where people could come and get healed, except they had to wait for an angel to come down and trouble the water. So one thing you find about God, God's always been 
graceful and merciful to reach out and to bless. From the beginning of time, from the time of Adam and Eve until today. And he's not done this by accident. This was all done on purpose around the world. As you travel through the nature of the earth, you will find righteous people that God has visited in some supernatural way. And remember, I talked to you about the authority of conscience. How many know I talked about that, how God will deal with many people in relationship to their conscience so that no one on that day will have an excuse. Not one person will have an excuse on that day, even those that have so-called never heard. Because God's always speaking to people. He speaks to them in the night hour. He speaks to them in dreams. He speaks to them uh, in their conscience. In my news program today, I play a clip of um, oh, a, a music star. Now, please forgive me. If I don't even know the guy's name. I just know that he's famous. And it's a very sad clip. And he says that he just sold his soul a week ago because he was supposed to give up something that was precious to him, but he could not give up somebody he knew. So he gave up himself. He sold himself, but he said, I've been so miserable the past week. I almost begin to weep. So this kid, even though he's serving the devil and tattooed up and is in the music industry, they said, in order for you to sell your soul, you have to give up something you love. And he could not give up anybody he loved, so he gave up himself. But what he doesn't know is Jesus gave up himself so that he could be free. And even in the clip, when you watch the news program, they said, why did you do it? He said, so I could be rich and famous. That's what Hollywood does. So in other words, to sell your soul, you have to give up something close, a child, a wife, a brother, a mother, a father, and that's the blood sacrifice. And that's what the devil, the devil always wants people to sacrifice themselves. The false gods want you to give your blood for them. But our God came and gave his blood for us. That's how you know the difference between what is real and what is fake. Because he came and poured out his life blood on Calvary for you and me so that we could be free. This poor kid, he didn't know that he didn't have to sacrifice himself. That all he had to do was turn his life over to Jesus. He said, I did it, and now I'm miserable. I have anxiety attacks. I can't sleep at night. So the moment I saw that, I don't know much about him. I, I probably will study up on him, but I'm going to pray for him for total salvation, and we'll break that curse. We'll break that curse of his life. So consider how great a man unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils. And verily, they to that are the sons of Levi who received the office of the priesthood have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law, which this was 400 years before the law even came into existence. How many understand what I'm saying here? So Abraham was bringing a portion to the, this priest called Melchizedek before 
the law. The law didn't require him to do that. Obviously, under the law, they required that, and there were many other things that were required by the law, but he just came to do that. And it says, yeah, that is of their brethren, though they come out of the loins of Abram. But he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abram and blessed him that had the promises. Now, somebody said, well, why didn't you share this when you were taking up the offering? Because I wanted to share this as part of the main message. I mean, don't tell me when I can share what I want to share and how I must share it. Yeah, it's a great offering message, but this is not the offering message. I mean, if you feel that way, then maybe you should give some more then today. It says here, but without all contradiction, the less is blessed by the better. The less, everybody say, the less is blessed by the greater. Why do we come and bless God? Because the, the, that which is least, which is us, are blessed by that which is great. And here men that die receive tithes, but there he receives them. What you just gave in the offering, we received on behalf of him, but we received it down here, but he received it up there. Should I repeat that one more time? What we received here just a while ago, we received on behalf of him, and he, as we received it here, he received it there. Of whom it is witness that he liveth. And I may say so, Levi also who received tithe paid tithes in Abraham. For he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. So in other words, what this is pretty interesting that your children and your children's children and your children's children's children, as you are bringing tithe to the Lord and bringing blessing, they are giving in because they're already in you. They're in your loins. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That's why the blessing is to 1,000 generations. And you and I are of the seed of Abraham. So Abraham brought one-tenth of the spoils after defeating four kings. Now, he got ticked off. You know, don't tick off a man of God. Amen. Don't mess with the man. <laughs> don't, don't mess with the man of God, you know. People think because he's a man of God, now he's a man of God. He, he, he won't do anything. Man of God, a true man of God. You don't mess with them. Hello. Somebody say, why? Because you don't know what they're going to do. Amen. How many know Abraham was after God's own heart? Amen. Go with me to Genesis chapter 14. Genesis chapter 14. And let's go down to verse 18. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was priest of the Most High God, which, you know, signifies really what we do and will do at the conclusion of the service with communion. Amen. Don't worry, it's just the sights and sounds of Florida at 12.41 in the day. 
So say this after me, he brought forth bread and wine. And he blessed him and said, blessed be Abraham of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. In other words, when you think about this, think about this carefully. Here is a representation of God on the earth blessing Abraham. Blessing Abraham. Somebody said, well, you can't say you're a representation of God on the earth. No, I'm not a representation, a representation of God on the earth, but I'm called to the ministry. God called me into the fivefold ministry, and I stand here and speaking on his behalf today. Are you with me? And I don't do that lightly. I do that with fear and, and trembling because I better be bringing the word of the Lord to you. Are you with me? I'm not making stuff up. This is the scripture. This is the word of God. So in other words, because he has blessed me, I can bless you. And what did God promise Abraham? In you will all the nation of the earth be blessed. What did I say to you earlier here today? God's going to bless you to make you a blessing. Didn't I say that? Didn't you turn to your neighbor and say, I will be a greater blessing than I've ever been before? Didn't you turn to your neighbor and say, well, just watch and see? What are we talking about? The same thing here. So blessed be the most high God, which has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him tithes of all. So that's what we do. We out there, we conquering territory. God blesses you. And then you bring, you bring a tithe of the spoil back into the house. Are you with me? You marauders, you. <laughs> and the king of, of Sodom said to Abram, give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said, the king of Sodom, I have lift up my hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, and I will not take a thread. I will not take a thread even to the shoe laces, and I will not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I've made Abraham rich. Save only that which the young men have eaten and the portions of the men that went with me. In other words, let no man say. So between now and the time that the Lord comes for you, there'll be no person that will be able to say, I'm the one that made you. Shout out your name. No one will be able to say that they made you. I mean, there'll be people that might have helped you, but no one would have made you. It is the Lord that makes you. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Melchizedek's name means king of righteousness. He came and gave Abraham bread and wine. I feel so blessed today because the king of righteousness really is Jesus. And he came and gave me his body and his blood that I could be free. Now, how many of you got the bulletin today? 
If you got the bulletin today, then get it. Who didn't get a bulletin? Don't walk in the door without getting a bulletin. Hand the people that are with their hand raised, give them a copy of the bulletin. Because I want to go, I'm going to take out of the bulletin here, not the whole thing, just I'm going to go to part three. It was titled, This is the Day that the Lord has Made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. That's what we're doing today. We're rejoicing and being glad in the Lord today. But I want to talk about this day, today, this day, this Sunday, the sixth day of the month of August, 2023. In Luke's gospel, and you find this in point three, in Luke's gospel, chapter four, verses 18 through 20, Jesus, who is the king of righteousness. Somebody said, boy, you, you, you left Melchizedek quickly. No, I just wanted to bring that to your attention. I'll speak at another time more in depth on Melchizedek. I want to get to Jesus here. Because somebody says, well, what does, what does old Mel mean to me? Well, let me ask you a question. What does Jesus mean to you? So in the temple in Nazareth in Luke 418, Jesus read from the book a prophecy in Isaiah concerning himself, the Messiah. And that you can find in Luke's gospel, chapter 4. He went in the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for it to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he opened the book and found the place was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel of the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight of the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The day of the Lord, the day of the Lord, the acceptable year of the Lord is the day of Jubilee. Jesus being our Jubilee. God had instituted Jubilee as a, an event that would take place every 50th year. So obviously over 50 years, people get themselves into trouble. People have a lot of debts. They're sold into slavery. Their land is taken away from them. And in the 50th year, there was a total reset. God set a reset in place that whatever was taken would be restored. If your land was taken from you, you get your land back. If you were in slavery, you were set free. Some of you haven't got this yet. And that's what the Jubilee meant. It was something that took place every 50 years, which 50 for us means Pentecost. Pentecost. Amen. Well, we were in bondage. We were in slavery. The enemy stole everything that we had. But when the good news of the gospel came to us, we were restored. We got our life back. And God began to restore to you everything that the devil had taken from you. And set you free and raise you up to be an amplifier of his grace and his glory and his mercy and his kindness. 
to go shout it to lost and dying world. The Spirit of the Lord, everybody say this after me, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Well, gospel means good news. And so what does that mean? That means that you don't have to be poor anymore. Wherever the gospel comes, there comes increase. Even into nations, suddenly people begin to become uh, people of substance. They begin to manufacture things. They begin to build things. They begin to see things increase on every side. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance and release of the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and then to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of Jubilee. I'm here to announce to you today, if this is you hearing it for the first time, that today is the day of your Jubilee. And it's the King of Righteousness, and His name is Jesus. He said to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That means the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. Profusely abound. Profusely abound. This is not a drop. It's not a sprinkle. This is a flood of his blessing and his grace to his people, to the righteous. The king of righteousness wants you to know that this is your portion. You're part of the royal family. His blood is flowing in your veins. In verse 20, it says, he closed the book and gave it to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And then he began to say, this day, today, today is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. This scripture might be fulfilled in your ear right now because you never heard it before. You didn't know that Jesus was your jubilee. You didn't know that he was bringing you out today. If you totally surrender your life and say, yes, Lord. The acceptable year of the Lord. It was a year of recognizing Almighty God as their Lord and Master. Acknowledging that everything they had belonged to God was loaned to them by him. By faith, they were to cease from their own efforts. From this day, you're going to stop trying to, trying your best to get closer to God, trying your best to serve God. From this day, you're just going to serve Him. Are you with me? Somebody said, I'm trying, Pastor. That's not how you serve God. You don't try, you just serve Him. If you're trying, you're doing it in your own flesh. You're doing it in your own effort, which will come to nothing. 
They were to cease from their own efforts, resting the land, not working the fields, not sowing or reaping crops. Property was restored. All property taken, sold, and leased was restored to his rightful owner. Liberty restored. Anyone who was enslaved through debt for whatever reason was released back to their family. Prosperity is owning your own property and enjoying the liberty to administer it according to your own judgment without having the HOA tell you what to do. Somebody said, well, I don't like that outside your house. Well, I like it. It's my house. It's my property. I get off my property. But you see what they're doing. Communism is taking over our country. The mega corporations are buying up a whole housing developments right now to where people won't even be able to buy their own house. All you'll do from now on till Jesus comes is rent. That's the plan. That's the plan. The mega groups, BlackRock, and all of these companies are buying up whole housing divisions where you can't buy the house. You can only rent it. That's why you have to. Church, River Church, you will own your own property. Every single one of you will own your own property in Jesus' name. You will. I command you as your pastor, it will come into your hands. Now, 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 9, for he says, in the time of favor of assured welcome, I've listened to and heeded your call, and I've helped you on the day of deliverance, the day of salvation. Behold, now is truly the time for the gracious welcome and acceptance of you from God. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Isaiah 49 and verse 8. Today, somebody said, well, when is all this available? Today, today, to whom, to whomever believes. No difference than if Jesus was standing here right now. No different than if Melchizedek was standing here right now. No difference. It's God's word that endures forever and forever. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of the free favors of God that profusely abound. Today is the day of liberty. Today is the day of healing, miracles, the day of deliverance, the day of restoration, the day of prosperity. Today you can receive from the king of righteousness all that he has prepared and made freely available to you. This day, that's why we rejoice and be glad. Somebody said, Somebody said, I don't feel like rejoicing and being glad. What are you talking about? You don't feel like, I'll slap you. What do you mean you don't feel like rejoicing and being glad? Well, pastor, I got this problem, that problem, and every problem in between. There's always going to be problems. There's always going to be situations that arise. There's always going to be circumstances that arise. But the stirring that takes place in your spirit as you begin to open your mouth and begin to speak the word of the Lord, as you begin to prophesy over your own circumstances. That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. You're prophesying the word of the Lord over your own circumstances and your own situations. You're waking up in the morning and declaring, this is the day the Lord has made. I'll rejoice and be glad. Listen, the king of righteousness is on my side. What do you, you think I'm going to lose? 
You think I'm going down? You think I'm going to fail? No, you don't understand. You don't know the king I serve. I serve the king. I'm in his kingdom. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I will rejoice. I will rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Amen. I just want to see your eyes there. I want to, I will rejoice. I will rejoice. Why do you think I wear this so people can see my eyes? You know, this is not anything. These are sunglasses. They don't do anything. They just look nice. So that's why I wear them. Somebody said, oh, they're readers. They're nothing. And some businessman bought this. You know how much these things are? You don't want to know. It's, it's when, when rich people have so much money, they, they're bored, so they buy stuff like this. And was given to me. It doesn't do anything. I mean, even if I thought if it would bring something closer, well, it does nothing. It's just like you wear it. If the sun shines, I still have to close my eyes. So it does nothing. They shades. But thank God that the king of righteousness has anointed my eyes with eyesolve that I can see. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Just checking if somebody's there. Just wanted to see that somebody didn't bring a wax dummy and stick them on the front row here. You see, people identify with the wrong thing. Well, you don't know my upbringing. You know, I'm, I'm from Jamaica. I'm from Puerto Rico. I'm from Chicago. I'm from Detroit. I'm from New York. I'm from Colombia. I'm from Cuba. I'm from, it doesn't matter where you're from. God didn't say that this promise and the blessing is to certain people. And then when you said, Lord, what about the Cubans? No, 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 leave them out. What about the Puerto Ricans? Definitely leave the Puerto Ricans out. <laughs> no, people think that. People think that all of that is lies. This is extended to the whole of the earthly family on the earth of every tribe and every tongue. Regardless. And everywhere you travel to the nation of the earth, you get that you find people walking in exactly what I'm talking about. And then you ask them, how did it happen? They say, well, I was going along and I was serving the devil and the devil had me and he was going to kill me. And then Jesus came and delivered me and set me free. And then God called me and I was reading my Bible. And then I said, okay, I believe. And then everything you see around you, that's what God's done. While, while the critics want to come along and wonder, wonder, I wonder if they're really Maybe they didn't really get Jesus. You know, when your job is to go around and to question whether other people are saved or not saved, whether other people are really serving God or not serving God, you've kind of lost the plot. My job is to go get as many people into the kingdom as I can. Are you with me? Amen. That's my job, to get as many people into the kingdom as possible. Are you okay? I didn't mean to push you like that, but... No, I want the anointing. You want the anointing. All right, well, then it's on you right now. (laughs) 
Lord, give her what she asked for. Go ahead. So this is to everybody. If we didn't believe it was to everybody, why do you think we spend our time going all over the earth? So go tell people. Somebody said, well, you know, it's not really for them. Well, I didn't know that. The last time I read, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So if there's a country or there's a people and they in all the world, I'm going to be preaching to them. Sometimes I have to use an interpreter because they don't understand my language. Sometimes in America, even though I'm speaking English, I have to use an interpreter. People go, what did he, what did he say there? What do y'all say there? You travel certain parts of the South, you have to speak slowly. You have to slow it down. You get up to New England, whatever, they go for it. You go to Puerto Rico, Some of you only found that out when you got married or your mother-in-law came over to talk to you. They have a way of putting many words together in the shortest amount of time. You have to slow them down, slow down. What do you mean? What do you mean? This gospel, this, this day is today. Somebody said, but what about tomorrow? It'll be today. Tomorrow will be today when we get to tomorrow. Somebody, what about Tuesday? It'll be today when it's Tuesday. So every day is the day that we will rejoice and be glad in him. Because Jubilee has come. The king of righteousness has come. And his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If that's happened to you, then notify your face this day. Maybe you came here today tired, worn out. God will restore you today. I'm not saying you're going to leave here 21 years old. Are you with me? That would be great. If that happened, everybody would be coming here. Hey, go to the river. Go to the river. You get there, it doesn't matter how old you are. When you get there, when you leave, you're 21. 
We, we could just change the, the name of the place to 21. People will be coming here from all over, the fountain of youth. No, your body's going to get older, but your inner man is going to be renewed. Amen. Your body gets older, but your inner man is renewed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why nobody must write off anybody and say they're too old. God will restore you. God will renew you and revive you by his spirit. Amen. So you're actually going to get younger. When, when the queen met my wife, the queen said to my wife, because I said my wife just turned 61. She said she looks 40. So my wife, she's been getting younger. Every year my wife gets younger. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody said, well, you're getting older. <laughs> the Lord, listen, I've met many people that are 45 that look half dead, you know. So, I mean, I'm telling you, the Lord will strengthen you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glad to have you back from the mountains. <laughs> Good to see that. <laughs> Pastor Ray, he's in competition with you, yeah. Tell Pastor Ray, Pastor Derek's in competition. God is no respected persons. That's why you have to grab a hold of this for yourself. It's almost, and it sounds wrong what I'm telling you, it's almost like you have to get selfish to say, I'm going to get a hold of it. Because if you don't get a hold of it, how does other people, how do other people get blessed if you're not blessed? If Abraham did not receive the blessing, how could all the nations of the earth be blessed through him if he didn't get the blessing? So this is important. It's not coming uh, one day in the year 2028. No, today. Today, now. And then you walk that out. There's going to be situations this week that will look contrary to what I'm telling you. They will look opposite. A phone call. You bump into some people. News that comes from some place. And you can either accept that or reject that, but you'll find rising up in your spirit will be the word of the Lord Amen. and will be what the king of righteousness declares over you. And then that has to come out of your mouth. No, no, we're not doing that. Sorry, not doing that. Mm-mm. And it'll come out a little stronger than that. Absolutely not! 
This is not negotiable. Amen. Hallelujah. We're not tolerating this nonsense. That's a lie from hell. Well, the, the lawyers called and they just said, tell them to shut up. Tell them to shut up. Well, just I heard from experts. An expert is just a drip under pressure. Are you listening to me? You heard from the king. The king has pointed his scepter of righteousness at you and declared you are righteous. The righteous shall inherit the land. The righteous shall be blessed. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. The righteous, the righteous, you are the righteous. If God would not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of 50 righteous, then God has to hear from heaven concerning America. America can not be anything other than what the righteous declare it to be. America will be saved. The devil will not have America. He will not have Africa. Africa will be saved. I don't care what these unelected bureaucrats sitting at the United Nations, sitting at the World Economic Forum, sitting up in this organization built by man, they will be shaken and they will come to nothing. But God's people will arise in great power and might and authority. Can you say amen? Because you represent the king of righteousness with healing in his hands. Hallelujah. You are the devil's pandemic and he's so nervous about it, he doesn't know what to do because another variant of you is breaking out somewhere else and people are catching on fire and running with the fire of God. You are contagious. That's why they want to contain you, but we will never be contained. If they lock you in prison, you'll start a revival. The whole prison house will shake wherever you go. I'm telling you people, this is the the power of the gospel. The church is not some organization that can just close. And we'll close them down. You ain't closing down the church. Klaus Schwab. Bill Gates, and all of you, leave the church alone. You don't even know what you're dealing with. You don't even know the power. You don't have enough billions to stop the body of Christ. And here, while they're trying to bring on the kingdom of the Antichrist, that will come when it's time, but it shall not come right now. Why? Because this is the day of Jubilee. This is the day that the Lord has made. We'll rejoice and we'll be glad in Him. I get my orders from the King of Righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you feel that? You feel that, Eric? That's strong. Come here, step right over here. Yeah, he, fe- he feels it. He feels it. How God's all over this field right now. 
Amen. Hallelujah. The King of Righteousness. By whose authority, by whose authority do you come? I don't come in the name of any man. I don't even come in my own name. I don't even come in the name of a denomination. I come in the name of the the name of the Most High God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. I come in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus that's greater than any other name. At that name, every knee should bow. Now, let me close with this. We're still going to have communion after, so don't leave. Because remember, they, he gave them bread and wine, so we're still going to have communion. If this is the day that the Lord hath made, then I will rejoice and be glad. Pick him up. Look at his face. Turn him, just wait so people can see him. <laughs> I will rejoice and be glad. I just picked on him because he was sitting there. <laughs> now I pray for a special dose of joy to flood this field right now in Jesus' name. Some of you can't, you can't let it happen because you're too busy thinking about your problem. Forget about your problem. Put your eyes on Jesus. Flood this field, Lord. There is not one day that you will not rejoice. There's not one day that the Lord has made where he says, you shall not rejoice today, you shall be sad in it. There's not one day that you should be sad in it. There's, every day you shall rejoice and be glad in it.
Ha. 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 not just for you, it's for the whole kingdom. It's for the whole kingdom. It's for the whole kingdom. It's for everybody. For everybody. Everybody. The moment they cross the line to come into the kingdom, joy will come on. He'll put signs, welcome to the kingdom of joy. Welcome to the kingdom of great joy. Hallelujah. 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 Just so you know, the king did not fly here because he heard we had great deposits of depression. <laughs> Say this off me, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Well, then go ahead right now. Somebody said, why did you want to be outside this morning? To simulate Africa. I want everybody to bow your heads across this field. While the heads are bowed and eyes are closed. If you're on this field or you're watching by way of television, you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you. Maybe you came here today, you've never given your life to Jesus, never said, Jesus, come be my Lord and Savior. Friend, I want to ask you a question. What would happen if today was your last day on the earth? Where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? I want you to know there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And that today Jesus stands with arms wide open. He says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. He calls you. Will you surrender to him today and say, yes, Lord? Maybe you came here today. You say, Pastor, I gave my life to the Lord in days gone by, but I've grown cold. I'm not serving God like I should. I've allowed the things of the world to come in. I've lost that first love, that peace, that joy that I once had. But today, I'm coming back. I'm going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Today, I must surrender my life. Maybe it's something hidden that no one can see. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, the hidden things that clog the heart of man. But today, you say today. 
today is the day of salvation. Today, I'm not, de I'm not delaying it. I'm not putting it off. I'm not going to put it off till next week or next month. But today, I'm going to surrender. Would you do that today? He calls you. And Jesus is standing with arms wide open, and he says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. He calls you. Will you surrender and say, Yes, Lord? Maybe you hear this morning, you say, Pastor, I love the Lord, but a storm came against my life, a sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that rocked my world, that took the wind out of my sails. I was, I was on fire, and then something happened. I don't even know how to get back. I can't pray like I used to. I read the Bible. It's just not like it was. But I want to come back. I want to fall in love with Jesus all over again. And then lastly, maybe you hear, you say, Pastor, I love the Lord, but I don't have the assurance that I'm a child of God. I want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm a child of God. If this is you and you fit into any one of those categories, I want to pray with you and for you right where you are. Quickly, put your hand up and say, pray for me right now. All across the field. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All the way through there. God bless you at the back. God bless you over there. God bless you over here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you there. Just raise up a high and say, yes, that's me. That's me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? And say, yes, Lord. You can put your hands down. I want you to look at me. On this over here, the west side of this pavilion, if you didn't raise your hand but want to be included, quickly slip your hand up and say, include me right now in what you're about to pray. Don't leave me out. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. In this center section, if you didn't raise your hand but want to be included, I want you to quickly slip your hand up and say, include me, right at the back, in the yellow, right there, another hand over here, another hand over there. Anybody else? Anyone else? On this side over here, the east side of this great pavilion, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included, right at the back, at the back, right there, I see your hand. Anybody else? Another hand over there, another hand over here. I want every person that raised your hand, if you would stand to your feet right now, all across the room, stand right now. Stand, 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 stand. We're going to pray together. I want you to come from where you are. Bring your personal belongings and come stand right here. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Come. And then congregation, get ready. We're going to receive communion together. Come right now. To follow Jesus. I have decided. I have decided. To follow Jesus. 
No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. Cross before me. The world behind me. The cross before me. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. You can take the whole world, but give it Jesus. You can take the whole world. But give me Jesus. Could take the whole world, but give me Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. I want you to look at me right now. Standing here are three categories of people, those coming for the first time, those that are coming to recommit their life or make sure or rededicate themselves, and then those coming to make sure. If you mean busy with God, God means busy with you. And I've had the privilege of doing this now in 88 countries, and I've heard the testimonies over 43 years of people's lives have been changed, just like yours right here today. But today, the Prince of Peace is going to come on the inside of every single one of you. And what I preach will become a living reality for you if you believe. You can't buy this. You can't earn it. It's free. You don't have to kill yourself to get it. You don't have to sacrifice yourself to get it. You just have to humble yourself to receive it. So I want you to close your eyes, raise your right hand to heaven. And pray this off to me right now. Believe in your heart. Say with your mouth. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your words, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead. I will be saved. So, Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me.
Thank you that on the third day you rose from me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day on, I'll never be the same again. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross and by the shed blood of Jesus, I'm saved. Now lift both hands and just thank him right now. Father, thank you for doing this work. Seal this now. Seal this by your blood and by your spirit that on that day, not one would be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact this nation and this generation and even to the nations of the earth. And Father, I thank you for that now. In Jesus' name. In the name of the Lord, amen. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard-Brown or for additional resources, visit revival.com.